Welcome to the second episode of the Parramatta's podcast with your hosts, Barry and Bernie. Bernie, my friend, how are you, mate? I am very well, my friend. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. I've had a good holiday. I'm heading off back to work in a couple of weeks, mate. What about yourself? Yeah, the uh, fitness regime begins at the end of this week, I think. (laughs) I don't do the first. I don't start on the first because I know there's no way in hell I'm getting anywhere near a gym after, you know, one, two, three days, even into the New Year's. So, uh... I think I'll start next week and um, try and lose a bit of the beer gut. We'll see how we go. <laughs> I think that's a smart idea because to me, misery always starts on a Monday. And considering <laughs> that the New Year's Day wasn't on a Monday, I was I was yeah. a little bit the same. I was like, oh, I'll just have a couple of, uh, a few more snacks. And then on the Monday, I'll just get straight into it. Yeah, a few cheekies. Yeah, if you call it cheeky, you're allowed to eat whatever you want and drink whatever you want. You just got to refer to it as a cheeky. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we're not the only ones working on our fitness in 2022 because it's pre-season training right now. What we thought we'd do on this episode of the Parramatta's podcast was actually take a look at the 2022 squad for the Eels and essentially alphabetically start at the beginning and work our way through them. How does that sound? That sounds good. They have just released the Eels squad and... There's not that many new faces, to be fair. They uh, all, all look pretty familiar. There's a couple, but um, yeah, second verse, same as the first. It looks like pretty much the same team from last year. Mm. Uh, there is, I guess, one exception because obviously Sivo was out with injury last yes. year, and I do believe he's not starting on day one, is he? He actually comes back sort of mid-season. I've been told that he's... Uh... I've been told like I'm in the know, like <laughs> down at the field, you know, and I've been told that he'll uh, be about halfway through the year. I, I have, of course, read that online. Yeah, about halfway through the year or hopefully a bit earlier than that. Why don't we kick it off, mate? And let's start with A for Arthur, Jake. <laughs> what do you got to say about young Jake Arthur in 2022? Young Jake Arthur. Look, he's copping a lot of heat at the moment he's uh he got a lot of love in his first game he scored the try and it was all joyous and it was all you know with his dad the photos and then he played a few more games and reality sunk in that he's <laughs> he's just a young fella and he's just finding his way in the team i keep saying he's you look at him and he's a gangly looking halfback and i really think he just needs to grow into his body once he grows into his body and just give him some more time is basically i'll just cut it short and say he just needs some more time and i think he's going to be a good player he's copping a lot of shit online but i think he's going to be good i was there at his basically initial match his inaugural match where he scored that try so that was obviously a fairy tale start for him and i agree i think give him a couple of years i, I think it's quite unfair to i guess one of the comparisons that instantly gets made is Ivan Cleary and Nathan Cleary and yeah, yeah apples and oranges because Jake Arthur isn't Nathan Cleary is he but give him no. some time and he may develop into a player of similar caliber I'm not saying he will be as great as Nathan Cleary but it's mm. a bit hard to make that comparison I think it's a bit unfair as well very much so and I agree but I do see a lot of similarities between 
him and of course Cleary but you know I might get torn up for saying that but I I just see he's at the early early stages mm. of learning to control a team it's it's one thing to have the skills to kick and a pass and a run but if you're halfback especially at Parramatta halfback which is known as a cursed position most of the Parramatta halfbacks since Peter Sterling have been cursed so he's really stepping into big big Shoes. I was going to make a nose joke and a big, big. <laughs> I couldn't think of what a nose fits into. <laughs> big, big things that fits a nose. Yeah, just give him some time, and I, I think he'll come good. One of the promising things that I've read online is that he's outperforming Gutho in some of the M runs in right. the preseason training. So that's a good thing. Gutho being the benchmark with all of that, his fitness is off the chart. I mean, he leads the way big time um i heard that dylan brown is also he's always snapping at the heels with his fitness he's always up there so if jake is up there traditionally he has been he's he's quite a fit young fella good signs good signs that he's at least got that you know he get the fitness and the rest will come in well once he grows into his body look out Mm. Hopefully he won't go through that acne phase that Nathan Cleary's sort of gone through <laughs> at a later stage in his life. <laughs> Maybe he needs to. Maybe he needs to uh, get the growth spurt and all the, all the testosterone that uh, mysteriously uh, turns up in uh, pre-season training one, one year. So uh, <laughs> it was, I'm sure, yeah, it, was, it, I'm sure it was extra eggs at Easter. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> but it's probably a good time to move into our next player, Longer Blake. Yep. Yeah. Didn't he have an up and down you know, last few seasons. Um, mm. Hated once again online. He copped a lot of shit, mainly for his defensive flaws outside of, well, inside of Fergo. Oh, you can, <laughs> inside and outside, Fergo was all over the shop. He played a little bit better when they switched him over to the other side of the field. And towards the end of the year, I thought he was a fantastic attacking weapon. He really did seem to click. And he's a, he's a great player. He's got a lot of skill. He's very fast and he's very determined as well. And you can see that when he runs the ball. He's, he doesn't like to pass though. I and mean, that's, that's another thing that he's really got to learn to do. I and mean, especially if he's going to be inside of Sivo, then he's got to learn to pass that ball. Once he does that, I was going to say he'll be a better player, but he's already at that age of his career. I mean, maybe, maybe he can't change his spots. Maybe he's set in his ways. But I haven't lost faith in Wonga Black. I think he's, he's such a talent with running with the ball and you see some guys run and you're just like that guy was just born to run and and he was mm. one he's one of those guys you just see him running you just especially live when you're actually at the game and you're seeing him run in real life you're just kind of like wow he's just floating through the air at, you know at high speed it's it's quite quite incredible to watch I agree with you that the second that they separated him and mm. and Fergo, we saw an improvement yeah. in his performance last year. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, Fergo, he certainly delivers some uh, balletic magic sort of tries, you know, very acrobatic and aerial type mm. tries that he does. But at the same time, he's often not where he needs to be. And I, I have that same criticism of Sivo. So when you say that we're going to, they switched him up from Fergo and moved him over to Sivo, I'm just like, oh no, oh no, we're not getting back into this. Why not just put a big turnstile down that side of the field because they just leave gaps there. So as long as we don't see a repeat of that, I am hoping for a good year for Wonga Blake. Well, I think he'll be inside of Hayes, Dunster. I think pretty, I'm pretty sure Hayes is going to start on the wing. I'm not sure where they're going to stick Bailey. Uh, they're probably going to stick Bailey on the other side, on the right side. So Hayes on the left. They might stick Wonga back. It's going to be, it's one of those ones. You, you don't know where he's going to start, Wonga. He might be on the left or the right side. 
But if he's inside of Hayes Dunster, I like that combination. I think that's mm -hmm. a good combination. Rolling into Dylan Brown, Dillbags. I think Dillbags is going to have a breakout year. I think he's got that mercenary sort of personality to him. He will see the dollar signs light up and everyone else has got all these big deals, especially with Reed getting a big contract and a lot of other players getting shown a lot of money. Dillbags has come out, you know, last year and said that he was, show me the money, basically. I mm. think the Warriors were talking about throwing a million dollars at him and, and he, wow. was talk, he was talking about taking it and then he broke his back. So uh, I think he's going to have a fantastic year, but it's going to be more for the fact that he's going to want the money more so than he wants the glory. Probably the most important question when it comes to Dylan Brown, what are we going to see this year hairstyle-wise, do you think? I thought you were going to say... Toilet cubicle wise. <laughs> no, I was not. We can get to that. Well, he's got that in his game as well. Like he's got the off-field drama. He's the complete package. Make no mistake about it. He has all the ability in the world. He's got mm. the looks. He's got the skill. And I really think I can see him. He just needs a Tom Cruise manager coming through, you know, show me the money screaming over the phone. So I think we've got him for one or two years and then someone's going to show him the money and then he's gone. Mm. But I think he's going to have a big year. I think he wants that money. He wants the coin and he's seen his teammates show him the money and he wants his bite at the cherry. So I have a feeling we're going to see big things from uh, Dillbacks this year. Okay. I'm just curious whether he's going to go the peroxide look again. I'm not sure, but obviously he wants to stand out. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens hard, in the hair salon. It's hard to stand out when all your teammates copy your hairstyle. He got the peroxide and then all, all the other guys got it done as well. So then he went mm. back and then he went for some weird Kim Jong-un kind of hairstyle with a shave around the back. Um, maybe he just shaves it all off. That'd be a good look for him. Just... You know, mm. go the bald, the bald eagle look. Okay, all right. The Parramatta's podcast for Eels fans everywhere. Nathan Brown, mate. Concerns, uh, very big concerns for Nathan Brown. The way he ended last year uh, was not good, and he got pulled off the field. He didn't finish the games. He looked tired. He looked slow. He looked fatigued. He's got a big heart. He's a fantastic player, but I just got the feeling something was up. I don't know what, like, but something was definitely up with Nathan Brown. Definitely towards the end of the year. Started the year all right, I thought. Like, he started to... Fatigued is the only word I can keep coming back to. On the field, he was knocking the ball on a lot. He didn't seem to have his normal fire in the belly. And um, I'm concerned about him this year. He has re-signed with us, which is good. But, yeah, we'll, we'll earmark him for uh, keep an eye on. So when you talk about fatigue with Nathan Brown, he essentially was the second highest tackler for our team. He was mm. 25th on the most tackles across all teams, and he got 694 tackles. Reed Marnie, who led the way for us with um, 763 tackles, and he was 16th on the most tackle list, but we'll get to him. So he certainly, even though he may have had a decline in the second half of the season, he still was putting in the work. So he might not have had the full time on the field, but the time that he did have on the field, he was actually still racking up tackles for us. And I would have thought that he'd get, he would have got most of those tackles in the first half of the year then, because the second half of the year, around now, after Origin, uh, missing out, and I just think he, he just seemed to slow down. So to still rack up those high numbers shows what a player he is. But uh, mm. 
it could have just been COVID, like you said, like he might have been missing his family. And, you know, that's a legitimate thing. I mean, a lot of those players went through a big crisis last year, having to live mm. in Queensland for half the year. I mean, that's a nightmare in itself. So, uh... <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm telling you, the game's coming back here this year, mate. I'm going to get to see more Royals games than you will. Hey, you guys had about 7,000 COVID numbers this morning. I think it was something like that. So, uh I think it's going to stay here, and we're just going to play in the play in the disease, mate. <laughs> I hope so, I hope so, but I, I must say, I got the chance in Queensland to see yeah. the Eels five times last year, so that that was quite an experience for me. Yeah. I, what are they going to do with that? I mean, are they just going to stick up in Queensland? I don't know. It's it's they can't play it down in New South Wales with thirty five thousand case numbers. I mean, I suppose they'll do the no crowd thing again, but. Um, mm. I don't know, mate. It's a, it's a bit ridiculous. But I, I do think a lot of the players are going to suffer, especially the older ones. So they just get to that point where they've got their family set up and they really need to be at home. The youngsters are starting to talk and that, and they're just kind of like, uh, maybe they're questioning it. Whereas the youngsters, the young players like Dillbags, he's just let off the leash and don't know. Interesting. Mm, I always picture him and Gutho in those hotels during quarantine doing each other's hair. You know, like dyeing each other's hair and styling each other. So for the young players like that, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I would like to point out here, though, and I'm jumping ahead slightly, but congratulations to Gutho. He and his um, partner have just had a child, so congratulations to them. And that may change his season if they have to isolate as well. Obviously, be missing uh, being at home with the little one. But then again, that's quite common for a lot of players. I mean, Munster's just had a baby as well. So we can't actually say that uh, that's just a parameter only issue obviously all of them have to be separate and stay away from their families for periods of time yeah but i think once you have a baby sometimes it's good to get away first year of the baby you know it's just a little pink thing in the in the cot and it's just screaming all night and it's like sorry i've, I've got to go and play footy and, and earn, earn hundreds of thousands of dollars you know sorry uh, you know I'd love to be here, but I'm, I'm going off with my mates and uh, to get my hair done. So <laughs> I don't know. Or if, or if you're with the store, mate, you're going off to get into uh, lots of piss ups. So uh, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe they look forward to getting away. But uh... yeah, it is the uh, the king has had a, a little girl. So is she the princess? Is she? Uh, do are we allowed to officially call her the uh, the Parramatta princess if uh, mm. the king has a bub? Don't know. Maybe if she joins the NRLW, perhaps. Yes. Well, that's another topic, isn't it? I mean, we've, we've got that coming through this year as well. That's going to be excellent. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that. We've got such a strong team. So I'm actually really looking forward to the female uh, competition this year. I am too, because that gives us one in six chances of winning a premiership, because last year it was three teams and now it's six. But can I just point out, I was living in Queensland when, when New South Wales won State of Origin, but the female team, the Queensland team, won State of Origin, and suddenly all of the Queenslanders were making out that they were actually watching the women's <laughs> games and that this was just as important as the male games. It was such a lie. I thought it was hilarious that the uh, Queensland player took a dive at the end, earning herself, earning the team a penalty right in front. And uh, the, the pubs in New South Wales were going absolutely mental, just as they would in the men's game. And they're just like, this, this girl's taken a dive to try and win it. So it's going to be interesting. Um, the rematch, the rematch. I'm looking forward to it. Mate, hats off to the girls. They had some good beef. Better than, better than the, the, the boys. Like They were Agreed. actually full on scrapping. It was excellent to watch. It was good to see the beef back in the game. Yeah, well, I was watching the game and I was thinking, 
those girls could absolutely rip my head off. Like, you know, sometimes mm. you you just watch it and you're just like, that's just, just painful. You can see the big hits and everything. It just looked, it looked a bit old school. Like the skill level's not quite there uh, where the, the men players are. The skill level and the fitness level may, maybe, but... Geez, it was a fantastic game. It was, uh, mm. <laughs> they just got stuck in and really tried to rip each other's heads off. So I quite enjoyed it. RCG, who has just re-signed with us. There was a lot of talk about him going to the Dolphins, not the Redcliffe Dolphins, apparently. Apparently they're just the Dolphins now and they're still looking for a name of the actual greater geographic area where they're going to attach themselves to. But yeah, there was talk about him going for 2023, but he re-signed until 2025. So that's good news for us. Such an important signing. It really is. Mm. He was such a powerhouse last year. He really stepped up. Now, I hope he wasn't just stepping up to re-sign the big deal. I don't think so. He doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Like, he is... He had like one bad season when he was playing with Penrith, but you know it's hard to get motivated to play for Penrith. So, jeez, um, <laughs> jeez, he was an enforcer. He was up there. Him and Junior together were like competing to try and be the alpha male at Parramatta. And traditionally, mm. Nathan Brown has been the alpha male. So, you know, you've got you've got RCG stepping up and he was putting on some brutal hits, all legal too, like wrapping the arms around, hitting with the chest, just crunching people. His engine was good too. He put in a lot of minutes, expecting big things from him again. So uh, expecting him to be uh, recalled into the Blues team as well. So, okay. um, I th- yeah, I think we could have the origin forwards for New South Wales. We, we, Junior and RCG could be the, the forwards for New South Wales. And geez, it, it makes such a difference. The, your backs your backs and your halves are just able to play the game when your forwards are just dominating. Mm. Um, it just opens up. It, it opens up the game for them. Very important to re-sign him. Very important. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And best of luck with his uh, career. Moonlighting as a Freddie Mercury impersonator with that moustache. Um, so hope much like him. It's uncanny. <laughs> and he even does the wink to camera. You, you reckon he knows? You reckon? <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. He's awesome. If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, then Buzzsprout is the platform for you. Buzzsprout is easy to use and you can upload a new episode within minutes. The platform has tons of features to help make your podcast sound great as well, like video tutorials, helpful Q&A sections, and a quick customer question page where you can get one-on-one support. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more, within minutes of finishing your recording. Following the link in our show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. And if you sign up for a paid plan, you get a $20 Amazon gift card. So check out Buzzsprout today in our show links. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Mate, Bryce Cartwright is up next. Licorice all sorts last Mm. year. I don't know. I don't know with this guy. Uh, I think he's got all the ability. He's definitely got the heart. He's definitely got the engine. He didn't get many minutes. He didn't get a lot of game time. BA Mm. seems to uh, not be a fan, but then he talks about Bryce having a a big year. So um, I'm hopeful. He's a great offloader. He's he's a workhorse. Yeah, I definitely... Definitely have him in the starting team. Definitely a place for him on the bench. Yeah, we'll have to see. 
A topic for another day, but I would like to see BA give players like Bryce more game time. I would like to see our troops being blooded. I know last year... Well, let's take the magic round that took place where we almost couldn't field a team when the COVID protocols came in. We need people to be blooded, and that's certainly something. And again, as I say, it's a topic for another time, but yeah. Well, he did do it for the the Penrith game, the second last game of the year. Um, Hmm. He basically pulled all all the players out and just flooded the team with all newbies. And it was, we got, we got stitched up obviously by the Panthers, but it was great to see them out there. And and yeah. they all were trying to get a spot hundred percent. If one of BA's biggest weaknesses, I feel is that, that he doesn't blood enough players. Hmm. And he also doesn't punish bad performances. Correct. Um, yeah. And, Perhaps a discussion for another day, as we've said, but we won't start the year bagging out BA. We'll uh, we'll wait a week or two before we <laughs> before we start doing that. <laughs> Hayes Dunster. He's one of those players that I I saw him coming through the juniors, and I spoke up, and I was like, "This guy's going to be great. This guy's going to be great." And then I saw a few games of him playing New South Wales Cup, and his defence was really bad in a couple of mm. games. And I went, oh, hang on, what's? <laughs> I've been, you know, being a big loudmouth in support of this guy. Then he came through the first grade. We basically dumped him into a semi-final match against Storm, I think it was. Here you go, have your debut. He did pretty good. He made a few mistakes, but the best is yet to come. I think mm. what we saw of him last year didn't get much game time. Once again, I think he's going to lock down that wing. I, I do. I think that Sivo is going to have trouble getting back into the team was not impressed by Sivo. You know, we're, we're jumping way, way down the list now, but I would definitely have Hayes over Sivo. Obviously, we're going to start the year with Hayes. So it's all going to come down to how well he can play in the first half of the year mm. or whether Sivo can get back in the team or not. Once again, he's another wait and see. Hey, mate, we're down to the Gs, and we'll probably end it here on Clint Gutherson, our captain, King Gutho. So this will give us a little bit of time to chat about him because obviously he is the heart of the team. He always tries, you know, he's there till the 79th minute, 58 seconds. He's always still there in the game. He is such a pivotal player in our team. And how do you think Gutho's 2022 is looking? Well, we're at the G's and he is the OG, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know what you're going to get with him. You're always going to get mm. 100%. Mm. However... We will throw in the curveball that he has just had a toddler. Some guys change for the better. Some guys, he, he might get really homesick. He might get really, mm. I just want to be at home uh, with, the, with the bub. We don't know what's going on with COVID. We don't know where they're playing. We don't know the effect that's going to have. That being said, you know what you're going to get with him. If you get him on the field, he's going to play. BA always, whenever he's asked questions about Gutherson, he always says, well, he's a footballer. He just refers to him as a footballer. He's just like real footballer. He's always in there competing no matter mm-hmm. where you put him. Even for when he was playing for New South Wales and they stuck him in the centres for some reason, uh, he didn't have the best game, but he was competing that whole time out there oh, in the centres. Mm. And, you know, and he's going to do that for us. He's going to lead us. He's a fantastic captain and he's going to lead us, I think, to the first premiership since 1986. I honestly think he is the man for the job. I don't know when he's going to do it. I'm hoping it's going to be this year, but I could see him holding up the cup and he's just re-signed with us for a further three years, I think it was. So he's committed. He's committed with us financially. He's committed everything. So um, 
Long live the king. Every time you say that you think we're destined to win this year, I'm going to, I, I'm going to qualify it with, hopefully, let's just not jinx it and let's just say in the name of Sterlo, Kenny mm-hmm. and Price that we hope that is the case. Uh, I you honestly did make, think you, we're going to get it this year. I've got, I have this, this feeling that this is our year. I, like we, we're losing a lot of the players. This the last year we're going to have this squad together. Ba, it's la, it's Ba's last roll of the dice too. I think. Yeah. I think if he doesn't mm. win it this year, even though we signed him for a couple of years, he's been there nine years. Like you, you give him ten years at it, and then it's time to move on, perhaps. Mm. So mm. this is the year we're keeping the whole squad together. What a fantastic squad! If you look at it, it's a powerful, strong, skillful. Experience squad, BA's ready. We've brought in some assistant coaches, 2022, year of the year. In the name of Sterlo, Price and Kenny. <laughs> just to tie off a couple of things on Gutho. So he was second in top runs for 2021 and he was third in top run meters. So that's across all teams. Mm. Uh, he was the second highest point score for us, 88 points. Interestingly enough, he came 24th in most errors across all the teams. So I that would is offer very that, interesting, yeah. I would offer, though, that that is more of an indication that he's in so many plays rather than I him agree. being a fumble fingers or anything like that. Uh, I would like to end telling a, a funny story. Obviously, there was that moment towards just past halfway through the season when the media started talking about the fact that allegedly his manager was asking for a million dollars. Gutho's manager was asking for a million dollars. And and at the time, things weren't going great with the team. So there was a bit of heat on Gutho and a bit of heat on the team. And a friend of ours, uh, Jono, he went to pick up a pizza one night and his housemate had ordered the pizza. And, you know, when you go into the pizza store and it's got the name of the people who order it up on the, you know, this pizza's ready for this person. And in front of the entire store, his housemate had, had named it Million Dollar Gutho. So <laughs> he got given a bit of flack for that. However, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to see that they resolved all of that and that he has re-signed with us. So I also am part of another podcast, an, an NRL podcast called The Dummy M with my mate T-Dog. And my mate T-Dog is a diehard Broncos fan. And he openly and unreservedly said it without hesitation. He said, I would love to see Gutho in a Broncos jumper. He was very praiseworthy of his ability. And he just said, mate, I'd, I'd love it. It would be great for our team. So he's a sought after player. He is, I, I think that the good... Broncos, they would be happy to have any player at the moment other than the players <laughs> they've got. <laughs> Anyone other than who they've got is who they would like. <laughs> Take the compliment, Gutho. So, so we're going to end it there, buddy. We'll talk about Wira McGreg next week. And I know you're really keen to talk about his hairstyle. And we will cover that in the next episode (laughs) of the Parramatta's podcast. Again, you can catch us on all major podcasting platforms. Make sure you give us a follow and a subscribe. And you can catch me on the Dummy M. Mate, anything you'd like to end with today? Nah, all good. We'll get stuck into the mighty mullet next week. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Great talking to you, mate. And thanks for joining us on the Parramatta's podcast. The Parramatta's podcast. Find us on Facebook.